Hey guys, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where I break down some of the best personal development, spirituality, and self-help books so we can learn and grow together. Today is April 22nd and 22 is my favorite number so it just warms my heart whenever it's the 22nd and it's also Earth Day so happy Earth Day and hopefully you take even just a small moment, even if you're not listening to this on Earth Day, go look out the window, go look at the sky, go notice something about nature. There is something so grounding about taking a moment to appreciate the simple beauty that is all around us that is nature. And hopefully it reminds you that you are a part of that nature. You are part of nature's creation. And one of the things that always helps me be more present and come back to my true self is to pay attention to these little flowers and trees and the sky and beautiful things just all around us that remind me that life is so much bigger than whatever is going on in my mind and in my life personally. So happy Earth Day. On today's episode, I'm going to be reading from the book Courage by Osho. And for those of you that don't know who Osho is, Osho, which was formerly known as the Bhagwan, is a controversial figure. I don't know if you've seen the Netflix documentary Wild Wild Country. It's a really good documentary, actually, but it is the story of his cult movement. And And sometimes when I post pictures of me reading from his book, I'll get DMs from people saying, you know, have you seen the documentary? Do you know about this guy? And the truth is there's still so, so much to learn from people like him. Despite the fact that he was a controversial religious figure, and I think a lot of it did come from his perspective on sexuality and just the simple fact that most free thinkers are going to face criticism and are going to stir up controversy, I think... There were things, obviously, that were not so kosher about the way that he went about his work, but I think that in the grand scheme of things, there's still so much to learn from everyone and everything, and I personally enjoy reading his text. It resonates with me. That's enough for me to, you know, take what take what I need from it. So today I'm going to be reading from the book Courage, which I did not start, but I was inspired to start thanks to the podcast. So I'm going to start today by reading from the first chapter, and the first chapter is titled, What is Courage? But we're going to be reading from the part called, The Way of the Heart. What is courage? The way of the heart. The word courage is very interesting. It comes from a Latin root, core, which means heart. So to be courageous means to live with the heart. And weaklings, only weaklings, live with the head. Afraid. They create a security of logic around themselves. Fearful, they close every window and door with theology, concepts, words, theories, and inside those closed doors and windows, they hide. The way of the heart is the way of courage. It is to live in insecurity. It is to live in love and trust. It is to move in the unknown. It is leaving the past and allowing the future to be. Courage is to move on dangerous paths. Life is dangerous, and only cowards can avoid the danger. But then they are already dead. A person who is alive, really alive, vitally alive, will always move into the unknown. There is danger there, but he will take the risk. The heart is always ready to take the risk. The heart is a gambler. The head is a businessman. The head always calculates. It is cunning. The heart is non-calculating. The English word courage is beautiful and very interesting. To live through the heart is to discover meaning. A poet lives through the heart and by and by in the heart, he starts listening to the sounds of the unknown. The head cannot listen. It is very far away from the unknown. The head is filled with the known. What is your mind? It is all that you have known. 
It is the past, the dead, that which has gone. Mind is nothing but the accumulated past, the memory. Heart is the future. Heart is always the hope. Heart is always somewhere in the future. Head thinks about the past. Heart dreams about the future. What a beautiful passage. The reason I chose to read from this today is because there are a few things that I come back to constantly to make sure that I'm living consciously. One of them is reflecting on if I'm living more from the headspace or the heart space. And lately I've been way more in the headspace. Now, how do I know this? I know this because I'm anxious. I am focused on the future. I feel in much more of a scarcity mindset. I am overthinking how things are going to work and if they're going to work. And I'm using way too much logic. So one way to really understand that you are too in your head is when your thinking is limited, it is predominantly logical, and it is rooted in fear. The opposite is when you are living from the heart space. The heart space allows us to live in faith. The heart space is limitless. The heart space is rooted in our intuition. Now, it's not really our fault that this is such a hard thing to do. We live in a world, and most of the people listening to this live in societies and cultures that collectively make the headspace superior to the heart space and create this idea that if it doesn't make logical sense, it's not true. That's not realistic. Be careful. Be afraid. Beware. So moving from the headspace to the heart space isn't something that you do once. It's something that you constantly want to tend to and check in with because in so many choices throughout my day, my head gets in the way of the infinite potential and abundance that is available to me when I just shift to my heart. I'll give you a perfect example of this from today. So I was on Instagram, scrolling on Instagram. There's this guy, his name is Flynn. I think his name is Flynn Skidmore, if I'm not mistaking it. And the reason I follow him is because I really respect his opinion and I think he says things in a very refreshing way and it challenges what I believe and it helps me really advance my own, my own thoughts. So back to the story, Flynn posted a reel where he said, it really annoys me when spiritual practitioners or influencers talk about manifestation and say that you have to believe you're worthy of something before you can attract it. Initially, this triggered me because I'm one of those people who says this. I don't say that you have to believe it fully, but definitely have said things along those lines. And normally I wouldn't comment on things that are triggering to me because normally it doesn't end well. But trusting that we're both conscious people, I was like, let's, let's challenge this. Let's see what's up. I decided to comment on the video and ask a few questions and challenge what he was saying, but also challenge my own beliefs. So we go back and forth a few comments and I think I sparked his curiosity enough for him to invite me to go on a live. And he said, hey, would you be willing to go on a live with me to discuss this, to kind of not debate it, but really just dish it out, dish it out and see what we come up with. My head was telling me, no, don't do that. What if he knows more than you? What if you end up looking stupid? This is your business. What if he, what if he debunks what you believe in? You don't know this guy. What if he comes into this conversation trying to tear your ideas down? What if he's not a compassionate, kind person and this conversation goes terribly? What if he asks you questions that you don't know the answers to? Now, as you can see, my head is fully rooted in fear. 
It also, it only has access to past experiences. It has no idea what is possible from here on out. It is just recycling past experiences, trying its best, and I thank it for that, to prevent me from from pain. And when I look at what it's saying, it's linked to very specific things. Feeling stupid as a kid, whatever it is, it's very obvious to me that it's rooted from past experience. But the heart space doesn't know my past. The heart space doesn't know this person, but it's more excited about that. It's not afraid of that. The heart space has faith that this is a good person. The heart space has faith in what's possible. The heart space is boundless, limitless, infinite from this point on. It doesn't see what you've been through. It doesn't care what you've been through. It only experiences here and now and forward and everything forward, everything placed in the future is infinite. So the heart space says, lean in. Why not? And the head will give you many reasons why not. Understanding these two parts of myself, I said, okay, let's lead with the heart. I do not want to live from the head space, especially when there isn't a real threat to my security or my safety. There's no reason to listen to that voice. We did the live and it was actually so incredible. And not only was it good because he taught me some things and also reminded me that I need to clarify certain points when I talk about manifestation, but we realized we're saying the same thing in different languages. And I left him with a few things that he was like, wow, I really want to speak to my mentor about this and ask him these questions because you are raising, you are bringing up a few things that are challenging what I said. I actually left feeling much better about my own intuition and wisdom and ideas. And it was the opposite of what my mind was afraid of. So this was just a small example, but you could see how this is relevant to everything. Especially, let's talk about love. Once you've been hurt, once you've been cheated on, once you've experienced heartbreak, love doesn't make any logical sense. Once you've experienced that pain, it's very hard to go into an experience and love someone, really. Let them love you and love them back. It requires so much vulnerability. And once you've felt that pain, it becomes harder and harder. But the heart doesn't know that. The heart doesn't care. The heart is always open and ready to love and receive love. It's the mind. It's when we're too in our head that we're hyper-focused on all of the pain and all of the dangers in love. So you could see how this actually applies to most things. It's that classic faith versus fear, love versus fear that we hear so much in personal development, spirituality, and self-help, it's the head and the heart. And in order to live from the heart space, we need courage because you're walking into the unknown, being led by your heart, and it's not always going to go well. That conversation could have went bad. The next relationship I get into could leave me really heartbroken and in pain. But the heart would say, it's still worth it. And I'm here to tell you it's still worth it. And that's what he means by living truly. Truly, truly living is stepping into these unknown places, vulnerable, knowing that they can hurt, but doing it anyways. Because what good would it do to just prevent ourselves from feeling any pain? We wouldn't feel anything at all. If we live too much in the headspace, then we are robbing ourselves of living life fully. Life is always going to be dangerous. Life is always going to have pain involved. Life is always going to have risks. So lean into them. By the way, even when you do live fully from the head and think of all of the worst things that could happen and are fully logical and calculated, you're still going to fuck up. You're still going to experience pain and disappointment and and negative things are going to happen to you. So you might as well live from the heart. And it takes a courageous person to live from the heart. 
I have so, so much more I could say about this topic. It's one of my favorite topics to discuss. It's something that I really like to bring to the awareness of all of my clients and students as a way, as a mechanism to constantly check in when they're making a choice. Should I reach out to this person and apologize? The heart will say yes. When you don't know, I say let the heart lead the way because even if it hurts, you could be proud of yourself for doing what most people are too afraid to do and that is living from the heart space. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would really appreciate if you screenshot it, post it on your story, tag me, or maybe just send it to someone who you think would enjoy it too. It's not only helping me, but it also just helps us help other people. If this is something that you struggle with personally and you want some help with, then you can always book a one-on-one -on -one call with me if you click the link in my bio or sign up for my 12-week group program. There's so many ways that I offer my help these days, so just reach out to me on Instagram and we can figure out whatever that is. I hope that wherever you are right now listening to this, your heart feels a little bit more open and you're able to shift from living in the fear-based mind to the faith-based heart. That's it. From my heart to yours, I love you guys so much. And thank you so much for listening to this. Your presence is not something I take for granted. So thanks again. And I will be here tomorrow.